0: Hello
2: and welcome to the Arash Markazi show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined on this Wednesday by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, and Tim Lee. By the way, I am Kayla Canaram. (laughs) Guys, how are we doing?
3: I'm doing well. Uh, Glad to see you here, Kayla. Um, Very good to see you. I heard the... The Kings had an exciting what what happened last night?
2: Uh well, we had a big win is what happened over the Dallas Stars. A great
1: team. (laughs) Dallas Stars are good. They are good. How was Jason Robinson in person? Robertson, was he good? Great. I'm sure. I'll but be honest, lost. you guys.
2: I'm running around the entire game, so I don't actually don't get to watch on, yeah. a lot of the game. Which yeah.
1: all I know kind of is the women crazy, die for Zegros for yeah. the Ducks because yeah. <laughs> the team the team sucks, and then they go after Zegros. They're like, when he comes to town, they're like, oh, this guy's this guy's hot, but the team is like the worst team in the league. Yeah,
2: Brandon, do. You have hard boiled egg in your mouth?
1: <laughs> I mean, I was just finishing
3: some bread. You got to get the protein in early. <laughs> protein in early. There Put them on in. blast early. New year.
2: New year? Yes, Tim. Oh, do we have New Year's resolutions? This is the first time I've seen you guys in 2023.
4: I yeah. Well, what's, what's your New Year's resolution, Tim? Uh, I have the same one every year. It's just to uh, do better every day. That's oh, wow. Awesome. That's
2: a good one. Does yeah.
4: that does that uh, include gambling, too? So you're up like 500 <laughs> that's, that, that's how variance works. You know, that's that's the hope is that you do better every day. You know what?
1: Someone wise man, a wise man once told me. Here's some life advice on the Rosh Markazi show. Said, "You want to be happy in life, avoid the three Ds: drugs, drama,
3: and debt." (laughs) That's right. That's a great. That's That's
1: great
2: advice. Um, I don't. Yeah, personally,
3: I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, so I don't really. I didn't sell one, so I don't either.
1: What
2: about? no goals about getting tiktok followers up or anything
3: no that's that's the
4: goal every day (laughs) i mean there's
1: always the thing is it's like new year's resolutions i feel like with a lot of people it's such a popular thing and then they give up two weeks like i've had a routine for years like years of discipline like at the gym and at the in in my life and like what tim said getting better every day like for me a new year doesn't change the goal you know what i'm
3: saying well, what about you?
1: Deep, Hila? Brandon.
2: That was deep. Uh, no, it's true. Um, These are all I wrote down things for the first time last year, and didn't I will up. say it does help to put them on paper yeah, and that see, helps for sure. look back after a year and see if you've accomplished things. And some I did and some I didn't. And I don't, you know, blame well, myself for not reaching every goal, like. Let's yeah, it but real- it's important to keep it it realistic. is important,
1: but it's also like when I get to the point when I'm like, yo, I want to, I want to, cause I'm still training for baseball too. I want to throw like 97 miles an hour. Okay. Can, you know how hard that is? You know how many people throw 97 miles per hour in the world, in the world, like for the whole year. And then also, Oh, I want a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Yeah. I have close to 20. I had a great year last year. It was great. I just started. But like, if I don't get there, I don't want to be unhappy. You see what I mean? So I'm just trying to like get better at each goal I have every single day through the big goals. I mean, you can track them, but it, it's very hard to, to reach like, like these, these huge goals. It's possible, but it's like, it's not your fault if you don't reach them. If right. you put in work every day, you know what I mean?
2: Baby steps one day at a Exactly. Time. Exactly. One, one reoccurring resolution the
3: small wins.
2: is reading more books, which I failed at again last year.
3: Yeah. Was, My
2: goal is to read one a month.
3: And what did, what did you finish at? One less, on less than a one, year, one? A like month, like two and a half, and the year. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> were they were they worthy of the read? Or yes,
2: well, one okay. was where the at sing because I wanted to see, read it before the movie came out.
3: Okay, it's a good book. I and heard. then
2: it was, it was so good, yeah. I cried. Um, and then I'm always, I always go to like the self help books. Yeah, I need to do more.
3: No, self help is great though. That's fiction. That's, yeah. Speaking of self help, we should talk about your Kansas City Chiefs because <laughs> I mean that was uh a tough, tough win against the lifeless Denver Broncos. What are your thoughts going into, almost going into the playoffs now with the Chiefs?
2: Did you watch our other tough win against the Broncos? Uh, That seems to be the theme the last couple of weeks. I am still confident in this team. Um, We're getting wins. As Andy Reid says, it's hard to get wins in the NFL. God love him. He says it after every game.
1: Um, Such a good coach. I love that guy. He
2: is. He's just the best. I want to give him a big hug. (laughs) Um, I think we're going to be fine. I am worried about special teams a little bit, but... Our defense seems to be coming back. We had a little bit of a lull there. Um, I never worry about Pat or Kelsey or this offense. So it seems like we play up to our competition. And when we have mediocre teams or bad teams, we play down to them, which I don't love. But we're still pulling out wins. So can you really complain at the end of the day?
1: I mean, that's a lot of teams in the NFL because even I know the 49ers were hurt when they played the Chiefs a little bit, but it's still embarrassing. Like the 49ers are a Super Bowl contending team and they got drilled by the Chiefs. So I get Kayla's point like the Chiefs all of a sudden they'll score like 50 points on elite teams and then they'll play the Texans or the Broncos and barely beat them. Right. So, I mean, that. Twice to the Broncos. The Broncos almost beat them twice. which is like the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know the why Broncos it The Broncos' two best
2: games this season have been against the Chiefs. Right,
1: or in the, in the 49ers, which they won, yes. which was early on in the year when Jimmy, of course, the, the famous <laughs> safety... But I, I agree with Kayla. I think the Chiefs are set up for a, a huge playoff run. I I just wanted to ask Kayla this. I know you're going to say he is, but, but do you think Patrick Mahomes is the unanimous MVP? And because of the year he's had without Tyreek Hill um, and just, you know, with Kelsey and getting other guys open? And then the second question is who are his challengers? Like a Josh Allen or I know Hurts missed the last couple games, so he's basically out of it.
2: Um, well, if you have eyes and a brain and you watch. Chiefs teams, <laughs> yes, he is absolutely the unanimous MVP. The numbers speak for themselves. I saw a crazy stat um, on Twitter. But, I mean, as far as who his competition is, I think you have to say Allen, Burrow. Um, can we spread out, like, the good teams in the NFC, too? Like, why are they all in the AFC? <laughs> really not
1: <laughs> well, fair. Yeah, there's a few good teams Shots in the Shots fired, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, here's the tweet. Through five seasons, 300-plus yard games, Drew Brees had 14, Peyton Manning had 20, Patrick Mahomes has had 40. Three-plus TD games. Drew Brees, 12. Peyton Manning, 19. Patrick Mahomes, 35. 100-plus QBR rating. Drew Brees, 22. Peyton Manning, 19. Patrick Mahomes, 45. And Pat has one more game in his fifth season. Now... He's blowing all these other top quarterbacks out of the water. It's insane.
3: This is to take nothing away from Patrick Mahomes. But I think this is a a deeper discussion because we're seeing it in multiple sports, including basketball, the offensive inflation era. This is kind of what we've seen. I think it's based upon mainly analytics making offense so unstoppable that it's hard to gauge when you compare eras now, comparing Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. And I, I think Mahomes will go down as being better than both. But still, I think it's. I don't know how we gauge the statistics comparing eras. We see well, it in if we the NBA. Compare him to
2: Herbert, Allen, Hurts, Burrow. He's still ahead still, of them too. I I, <laughs> I agree with you.
3: I agree with you. You're talking about that that stats like for
4: the first years of Breeze.
2: First five seasons. And Peyton, right? First like five. The first, seasons.
3: By the way, they struggled at the beginning of their careers. Right, because career. because all those
4: the, the, those both quarterbacks. The caveat for both of them is that they were really bad in the beginning. Like Peyton has like the rookie record for the most interceptions thrown, and like Breeze wasn't even given a starting gig when he was first starting out. So. I get that, obviously. Uh I obviously think like Mahomes is a a magical creature. So I'm on the same boat. I think like so right now they're in the one seed, correct? Like or the two seed. They or
2: the two seed technically. The thing is
4: like the two seed nowadays has now evolved into like the most coveted seed because you like they get to the face off against the winner or the, the the potential three teams that are potentially gonna make it for the two seed competition wise, is like Miami. Pittsburgh, I believe, not Pittsburgh. I think it might be Pittsburgh again, or, in, yeah, or New England potentially in
3: the seven or New England. So all but, three of the teams are like super beatable. But unfortunately, I mean, you know, touching on a on a tough subject here. But the Bills, we don't know what's going to happen. So I think mm. you guys are still technically in the one seed well and, and if they the
1: yeah and if they don't have the game and the chiefs win this weekend the chiefs have the one seed yeah. and it's just completely unfair to people who don't like the chiefs because then the chief, then the whole afc runs through arrowhead stadium I don't and then they get to the it super by bowl default. yeah you want to earn it right i right. mean the bills if the bills were to win out if they were to replay that game and then win this weekend the bills would have it um but if you know if the bills had lost that game or if that game is replayed and the bills lose i mean you want it like that then the chiefs get the one seed right But if the Chiefs lose and the Bills lose multiple games, then the Bengals get the one seed. So it's a weird, weird situation. I do think that the Bills were going to win out. I do think they were going to win that game if it was... I know they were down, but I I, I just can't count out Josh Allen, who I think is closer than you think to Pat. In the MVP race this year. Considering he was the, he's
4: actually the favorite. Josh Allen. Was yeah, because of
1: his runner. rush yards. I mean, Pat has the 4,800, whatever, 4,800 pass yards by far first, first in QBR. But Josh Allen's second in QBR, second in touchdowns to Pat. And he has like a thousand rush yards almost. He has like 750 and he's just a plain winner. I know, I know same with Pat, but like if you take Josh Allen off the bills and you could say the same thing about Pat, I'm just saying they're in the same argument. In my opinion, it's like those two and then everybody else like Justin Jefferson got shut down by Alexander last week. Like there's no way he should win the MVP. In my opinion, when you get shut down by a corner, he probably won the offensive player. I mean, he got shot down by the same corner twice. That's like USC losing to Utah twice. It's Jair Alexander though.
2: Mahomes crossed the five thousand mark last week.
1: Oh, he did! He's so first he is he is five thousand forty-eight.
2: First in touchdowns at forty and first in QBR.
1: Well, then his argument gets even better if they can't play the game because then Allen's down in stats and everything, right? So, I mean, I think Burrow's up there just because Burrow's a winner, but Burrow's more like a Brady type, like postseason guy. Like, you know, I mean, Brady won, of of course, a bunch of MVPs, but at the same time, (laughs) it's like casually, but Brady's more of a postseason
3: guy. That's kind of Burrow's mantra. How much does a potential second round matchup versus the Chargers scare you? It scares
2: me big time. Mm -hmm. This Chargers team is getting hot at the right time I I always fear the Chargers. I feel I fear any divisional game even the Broncos who aren't good and yeah, look they what play the Chiefs really
4: well. every divisional every, game is every divisional is so game close.
2: scares me to death even mm-hmm. this Raiders game this weekend I can yeah. see the Raiders playing spoiler what
3: yeah. about Trevor Lawrence if if he has to come into Ooh. Arrowhead. she probably hasn't even thought of Trevor Lawrence the I either. actually
2: have not but mm-hmm.
3: that's a good football
1: team we already
2: beat them so yeah. yes, we can do it again but
3: their de- did
1: you watch their defense the past couple of weeks their defense is real their defense looks like the 49ers defense the past couple of weeks if like I'm being it really honest, does
2: the only team that Scares Super you. Super scares me as the Bengals.
0: Yeah,
1: we. Yeah. I hope they play the Bengals, but they're going to avoid them. Lucky, lucky Chiefs per usual. They'll avoid. They'll avoid the
3: Bengals in oh. the in the in the first round. It look, it's looking like. So yeah, that would have to be the AFC title game. But what about the NFC? We have the red hot Green Bay Packers, oh, four and eight, and now eight and eight.
2: <laughs> Ten. Well, who's your team?
4: I'm a Patriots
3: fan.
2: Oh, doesn't matter. Okay. The Packers
3: are going to lose to the
4: Eagles. I was a Patriots, Patriots fan since Let's
3: be
1: real.
2: Okay, you're a real one.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were four and twelve when I was when I watched them. They were awful, and now they've become a, a point where I am so desensitized by winning that I can talk about other teams more than my own.
2: Yeah, all yeah. I want is a Chiefs dynasty like the Patriots. Oh,
1: that would on. be. Horrible. It should have happened with Tyreek. It should have happened, but they choked a couple times with Tyreek. They yeah. should have won the Super Bowl three times in a row.
2: Pat is doing better without Tyreek. Tyreek's doing better without Pat. Agreed. We're good. Yeah. One
1: of the first I mean, times that I had met Tyreek's not
3: doing well without Tua, that's for sure. But I, no, no one is. I think it was actually the first time that we had met, Kayla, was the day that the Bengals beat the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, so oh it was a bad day. Gosh, that was a bad You first were. Just, so that was a bad <laughs> day. I've never man. seen somebody so demoralized yeah. in my life. <laughs> but speaking of uh, the NFC, we have obviously the Niners, but now with the Eagles dropping a couple games in a row yeah what are your guys'
4: thoughts there they're fine they're like fail safe i mean if they win next week they get the number one seed they can rest up everyone can get healthy this is still the scariest team in in that entire right like the entire uh division the so. eagles yeah for for nfc yeah no way <laughs> I, mean, I
1: mean i mean i'll just say that i said this yesterday look the niners have won nine straight games you know how hard
4: that is to right win nine say, straight i'm just saying games? They secure number one seed there Everything yeah goes
1: them. exactly and it's going to be a hard Game for the Niners to win in at Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. but you have to understand the Giants
4: Could like seriously beat them this week Okay that's great okay let's let's move on There's, there's no way the Giants are beating the <laughs> uh, Eagles J- Is Jalen Hurts going to play? Does, does it matter? Yeah it does matter because The Eagles have looked garbage with Gar- Gardner okay, The Giants have scored weeks. more than 20 points Like twice the whole year and Danny Dimes I'm Is not, not, saying, not playing I'm not It's going saying. to be Tyrod Taylor Have the Giants announced
3: if the starters are out? No they're going to play
4: there. Well, There's just, I don't think they're gonna put Daniel Jones through anything like he's just gonna be like a I do manager. think the Eagles will win I do agree with Tim and it's a tough matchup, but I, I
1: think It's irresponsible to say that the Niners aren't by far the best team in the NFC right now They've won nine straight games.
4: I, I'm I'm not saying talent wise. I'm saying through the playoffs I don't think it matters. Brock Purdy is the number one pass rate in the NFL. Okay, the we're not forwards. talking about
1: Brock Purdy here. Like there's just no just way. Saying, like be- the NFC's two teams. Can we agree on that? Like, I don't think anybody that. else beats those two teams in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. 49ers. yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to beat those two. Teams. I'm scared. The Vikings are going to lose. The Vikings are going to lose. If the Niners lo- show their colors, if the, Dallas
4: is going to be. Yeah. Know, Dallas is going to
1: lose Dallas to Tampa. Is Dallas. I, told, Dallas I, told, is Dallas, I told you this exactly. in the, fr- I told you this weeks ago. Who, what did I say? I mean, they might as well call me the prophet at this point. I said, <laughs> wow. Tom Brady. I said, Tom Brady. wasn't going to call him that, by I one. said, Tom Brady is going to defeat the Cowboys in the first round. It's going to happen. Death taxes and the Cowboys.
4: Do we all him. think that that's going to happen? Are they facing each other in the first round? They, they will. will. Very likely. Yeah. Do well, we then, think
2: the Bucks are going to do, do no, bump things? No, and no, they're not, they're Have not. some crazy only, the, run? The,
4: you know what's funny is like um, Sal from uh, Bill Simmons' show, he actually mentioned something that was funny uh, about Brady. He's starting to do more QB sneaks. And that's like the best indicator that he's confident in his offense. Because that, that's, that's what he did in New England all the time whenever he was feeling like spry, right? Springy. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to do that, and it's like the greatest move he's ever done. He loves rushing touchdowns. So like, once I see that from Brady, it's like, oh, maybe he's starting to get his his bearings back, right? And that quote that he said after the game when he threw three touchdowns to Mike Evans, he's like, I've been missing this guy all year. I'm not going to miss him anymore. And, and it's what like, I'll, okay, what okay I'll, I'm starting to see a little bit of what it. What I'll but. say, too, in the NFC is like, Tim has a point in the sense, what I'm
1: saying is I'm not trying to say the Niners are by far... The best team, because obviously the Eagles are a fantastic football team, and yes, it will be hard for the Niners and a rookie quarterback to go into Lincoln Memorial and beat them. Possible, yes. Difficult, one hundred percent. That's if the Eagles even get there at this point. I mean, I know it's it's it sucks, but they could some team could pull off an upset. Maybe you know what I'm saying? It's certainly possible, but. Uh, I, man, I, I never like to get too high in the 49ers because they they disappoint me every year. This is the highest you're gonna be? They choke every year, dude. So I mean, should they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Should they get to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Will they? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? At the
4: because they always find a way to wise, choke. I think I agree. I mean, like, talent wise, I do think the Niners are better, but like we have to think about the road course. We yeah. haven't
3: heard Kayla's take on this. What what is your thoughts on the top of the NFC? Is it a two team race? Is are other teams involved? What do you think?
2: I think I said it on this show before. I would love nothing more than a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. The Andy Reid Super Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers, the, there's so many great storylines.
3: Don't avoid the question okay.
2: though. Okay. I I would <laughs> love to say, I mean, I think it could be the Eagles.
3: Okay, yes, but San Francisco Green Bay. San Francisco Bay, is also
2: a threat. Green Bay Green Dallas. Bay. What is their stat in the playoffs? It's insane. They don't win playoff games. <laughs> Green Bay? Green Bay.
3: Yeah, they'll
1: choke. It's a whoever crazy they play. stat,
2: but I can't yeah. think of it right now. Anyway, they don't win in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, is the, the premier
1: choker. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he, I'm telling you, if the Eagles win and the Packers win, then the Packers are going to go to Santa Clara. That game will be probably 40 to like 10.
2: I would also actually love a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl.
1: No, Super Bowl one. Come on. Do not mess that up. would suck. Yeah, don't mess that up. Yeah, I would be depressed for like, I was so depressed after that was the day before my birthday. The Niners choked um, against the Rams day before my birthday. What an awful birthday. They need to make up for it and win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl. If they play the Chiefs. I'm not expecting them that to find your birthday. I mean, the Chiefs kick that there's one coach that can just outplay Kyle and everything he does. And that's Andy Reid. Sure. Hey, Belichick. Belichick's on that. He does that too. <laughs> yeah, a lot but of teams. I don't know how hard it is to figure out. Other teams know how to play the Chiefs, right. like, well, at least to
3: keep it close. The Niners don't. So that's why I'm scared. Can like, about the Chiefs. I, can I paint one scenario you for guys you guys? Have you guys. The Rams. Yeah. Can I paint one quick scenario for you guys? All right. This week, it's going to be tough for this team to make the playoffs. But let's say the Rams somehow do upset the Seahawks. If the Detroit Lions go into Lambeau Field and beat the Packers. Very possible. It's yeah. They'd play the Niners. That would suck. I don't want to play the. And Lions. then they have a confident road win, which is basically a playoff game to get in the playoffs. What would what would the Lions be then? Are that they... be the probably the team I would fear the most? Wow. as a forty nine er. That's a big hit. Whoa! Can you imagine saying that at any point? In I mean, the Lions are just this? a. I mean,
1: just look at every. They have. I mean, like Tim said, one of the best offensive coordinators the in the league. The best. I mean, they have weapons everywhere. Almanrot, Ra- dude. DJ Chark's like a top. 40 receivers he's like he's like, like they're are three guy right now you know what i'm saying and jared goff's a pro bowler why kirk cousins made it over him who knows i don't know that's like like i don't know who reputation i mean come on dude jared goff was a pro bowler say all you want about him he was this year he played great football their defense is playing better that will the niners lose to them probably not if they play him. but like that's the toughest game in my opinion i'd that's much right. rather
4: play the giants than the lions uh, I, I mentioned this like a few really? maybe a few like shows ago to too and like I don't wanna discount Kayla's Chiefs obviously because I think they're also Super Bowl favorites. I think the Bills are better. I think they're like almost like head and shoulders better. But whoever comes out of that whole mess and ordeal is gonna be worse for the wear. Like we mentioned with the NFC, that's why we've been saying it, like it's two team race, three team race. There's less opposition to get to the Super Bowl, right? So in my opinion, the wear and tarot. And that's a real thing, right? In the playoffs. do so you, you think that NFC teams,
1: whoever comes out of the NFC is going
4: to win the Is the, Super the favorite. World? Because the AFC is going through a, a gauntlet. The AFC
2: is- been so tough, it's an and it is that's every tough. year. Point.
1: Every year, I mean, and uh, that would be heart crushing for Bills fans if they were to go to the Super Bowl and lose they're again. So, <laughs> be so Oh my though. God, like, bro! They have to go through the Chiefs.
4: They have to go through whatever yeah. team. Obstacle, Dude, jo- I, I,
1: it would be a miracle if everyone in the A F and the Super Bowl A F C team is healthy going in. Exactly. That's how crazy. It's that's how crazy so these hard. games yeah, are going to
4: be. be.
2: That's true. That's not fair.
4: Mm-hmm. So oh, when the Chiefs please. win, it's
2: going to mean even more. It
4: might. Well, yeah, that's 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 the way. I would be the happiest
1: person. Alive if the Chiefs never won again, like that would be fantastic. <laughs> but I mean, it's too hard to ask. I mean, they're the How villain, not they're not the villain of team? the NFL, in no, my opinion. There's so not, many
4: reasons to they're not love so They're, they're so lovable. the villain, aren't they? Who because they're villain? so
1: dominant. Wait, why are they the I lovable? hate
2: when people compare the Chiefs to the Warriors because the Warriors are like the evil empire. Turn into the villain. They're the evil empire. Whoa whoa. Whoa. So whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. The How Warriors, they, no. Wait, the Warriors are not
2: likable? No, the after, Warriors after are their, not like their,
4: they're absolutely not like Warriors are so unlikable. Yes. No, it's because they're dominant. First, I like them. After the their warriors. first or second... It's their behavior. It was man. like,
2: yeah, right after that. At first, when they won their first one, I was like, oh, this is cute and fun. And then right after that, I was like, nope.
3: They're the same, though.
2: Well, and then Katie jumped, so...
3: The KD thing is different because when they had KD, it was just unfair. unfair. There was no point in watching the NBA, bro. But now <laughs> it's like I, I just look at it like you're consistently playing the right way and you're doing it in an unselfish way. I
4: don't know how that's not likable, but that's because you're watching it from a pure basketball standpoint. Yeah, you got you to account for like their fans and the players attitudes and how unlikable everybody is. They're, they're not likable.
2: Well, the Chiefs are likable and I stand by that point. Alright, that's. we're going to leave it there for now When we come back, we'll be joined by Grant Mona When we return, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio This is the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still
2: clam when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California at 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Okay, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. No paywalls, no ads, no autoplay videos, just your teams and a clean reading experience. Visit thesportingtribune.com today. And here he is. It's our good friend, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you today?
5: I'm doing very well. Um, Kind of a rough start to 2023 in the sports world, but... um... You know, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the outlook of this year. I think uh, there's a lot of bright future for, for not just us, but uh, for everyone. So uh, I think the rough start is just getting things out of the way. But I think we're, we're headed for a good year.
2: Completely agree. We were just breaking it all down um, in terms of who's you know going to come out of the AFC, the NFC. What do you make mm-hmm. of what's going on in the AFC right now? And how, how do we come out of this?
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, you know... Yeah, but hey, look, the, the AFC, you know, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. The AFC is just much more competitive, in my opinion, in terms of teams that can win it all, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the NFC. Um, you know, Tim Lee's Chargers, they're starting to get healthy. He was right about that one. They may be a dark horse uh, in the AFC. But, wow. um, you know, in the AFC, look, look it's going to be tough. Look, the, the Bengals are, all, are playing out of their mind. The Bills are playing out of their mind. And, you know, first of all, I want to say, you know, Prayers to his family, you know, Demar Hamlin's family, and, and everyone going through that process. Especially the Bills team. I mean, to have one of your brothers, one of your family members, uh, have something happen to him like that on the field. I mean, as a former athlete, I can I can only imagine how, how tough that would be. So we're, I, I know that we're we're all praying for him and his family, and that we all have them in our thoughts. Just want to get that out of the way. Um, and then the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs for me, I think, are still number one. Um, you know, I know, Kayla, I know you're, you're happy to hear that. But uh, <laughs> the, the Chiefs, for me, are still, I mean, they have the best quarterback in the world. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still the best. Um, with the Bills, there's, there's turnover issues, there's secondary issues, and there's still a formidable team. But, but but for me, I mean, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are the cream of the crop, and the Bengals are, are right there with them. Um, it, it's going to be tough to make a call in terms of who's going to be at the top and who's going to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but for me, you know, just generally, I think the AFC – has a better shot of, of winning the Super Bowl than the NFC. Um, and I know Brandon's going to love to hear this, but I've been saying this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, is that the Niners are the best roster in the, in the NFL. But, you know, there's there's always that question of quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy looked good, but he didn't look great, like he has been uh, against the Raiders. He's a great game manager. He's perfect for that system. I, I, I would just like to see some sample size in the playoffs before I crown them. So uh, that's where I change.
1: Yeah, oh no, God, no, no, no.
5: Serious. She's yelling at me, too. She doesn't even like my pick.
1: She doesn't like them. No one likes the 49ers. I don't like their yeah. pick, that pick either. I don't I don't think they'll... Uh, I mean, I hope they win the Super Bowl, but, man, their defense scares me in the secondary against elite receivers. They cannot guard a parked car when it comes to elite receivers, so that's a problem. Um, <laughs> He's shook after that Raiders game. Yeah, I'm shook, bro. I just hope the Eagles... I am praying that the Giants can... I'm the biggest Giants fan in the world this weekend, so the Niners can <laughs> hopefully get two weeks off. Um, Grant, I wanted to ask you about the Clippers and Tyloo's rotations. And I know we're gonna talk about this um on the Baller Sports Dialogue podcast tomorrow at the Believe Studio when we record it. Mm-hmm. But um dude, mm-hmm. I mean no roco doesn't play at all in that game for no reason, no good reason. Reggie Jackson, John Wall can't defend a parked car, like I mentioned, and they're still out there late in the in late in the fourth quarter when you can put on when you can put PG at point guard or someone like that and play better defense. And then all of a sudden, Terrence Mann, who has the highest true shooting percentage on your team, 61, finally gets a little more minutes, but still a lot of times is on the bench late in the game. Tell me what's going on with Ty Lue's rotations.
5: There's just something very odd going on around this team. I, I tweeted it out. I said, there's just something weird. There's a weird energy around the Clippers right now, and I'm, I am not enjoying it. Any Clippers fan can tell you that that's something is just weird right now. Um Kylou is always touted as one of the best coaches in the NBA, and last year he proved that getting them to the play-in without their stars for a majority of the season. And this year, you know, a lot of Clippers Clipper fans thought, okay, well, he has the stars back. This is going to be a master masterclass. He's going to do a great job. Up to this point, it's been subpar. I mean, there is no reason in, in any world that Terrence Mann should be getting less than 10 minutes a game. I mean, in a game a few, a few games ago, he got four minutes in total. He didn't play in the fourth quarter at all. He played sparse minutes. And, you know, I, I was really frustrated because I, I watch every Clipper game. I'm at the Clipper games. It's frustrating to watch, but, you know, I, I had a little turn of, of, of attitude over the last day because, you know, during the preseason, they played that wing lineup. They played Roko, Batum, Paul George, Kawhi, and all and Marcus Morris, a whole five wing lineup. And I remember after that, I was saying, well, this is, I mean, they played amazing. I remember go- taking, you know, going after that and saying, okay, well, this is what it's going to look like in the regular season. And the players after that game, they were interviewed and they said, well, we, we kind of want to keep that lineup under wraps. And even tie loose of that. We don't really want to show a lot of teams that lineup. And I hope to God that that's what's happening right now, because I'm just truly baffled by the minutes distribution on this team. Reggie Jackson is playing crunch time minutes when he's turning the ball over. He's shooting the ball at a low, low clip. Um, He's not anywhere near the player that he was last year and in the playoffs the year before that. Marcus Morris can't move on defense. He can't rebound. His shooting has been subpar. And those guys are playing crunch time minutes when you have guys, like you said, Brandon, Robert Covington getting zero. He's getting DNPCDs every game now. Terrence Mann is not playing in the fourth quarter. You have even Amir mere coffee is a spark plug that would be a very good rotation player on any team, and he's getting no minutes. I, it's just it's so baffling to me. I, I, I hope there's answers soon, and I hope that this new year turns a new leaf. But at, at right right now, it's just such a weird energy around that team.
4: I'll answer the energy question for you. It's a relaxed energy, right? I don't know if you have noticed it. Yes. A lot of the times they're just kind of feeling like they can just cruise. I mean, like, there's been talked about a lot of times the Western Conference is, like, wide open. So they're, like, fully Mm -hmm. embracing that fact. They're like, okay, well, like you mentioned, uh, that lineup you mentioned in the preseason, right, the wing stop lineup, Mm -hmm. that probably will make its end around the playoff time. But the thing is, like, they're just assuming they're going to make the playoffs. I'll I'll give you one encouraging tidbit, though. Uh, Every time Kawhi has played, he's looking like the the world stopper that he's always been. And a healthy Kawhi has been always a top-five player, so... I'm hoping that he can continue to build upon this and continue to create, like, better momentum for himself That if they do enter the playoffs. I don't, I'm saying if, you know, just be cautious. But when, right. when, if or when the playoffs happen and the Clippers are in it, Kawhi, if he looks like this or even looks better like this, uh, that's a team to beat. Uh, I, it really doesn't matter to me rotation-wise necessarily if Kawhi plays the way he does because in a playoff series, that's the guy you have to be focused on, right? So... That, that that's why the encouraging thing for me is that while he's still trying to figure out the rotations Kawhi's still going to be that world stopper
3: i grant i'm i just want to uh touch base with with one question for you because i asked this question mm-hmm. last week to to the studio and it was received in a in a um <laughs> perplexing way by me i was surprised <laughs> at people's answers but oh, so let's I, hear your top three western conference teams Warriors again in no in no particular order
5: Ooh, man, um, <laughs> it's tough to do the West just because you know, like Tim said, it, we could say it's like wide open, but it's kind of not. not. I, I, for me, I have the Nuggets at number one just mm-hmm. because they have Nikola Jokic playing at that high clip. Um, it seems like Jamal Murray has been playing kind of like himself, even if you have him at seventy five percent of exactly. himself. That's a W. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. came back recently. He's been, you know, he was lighting the three point perimeter up like crazy. I mean, you could think he was shooting at a fifty percent clip earlier in the season. Um, and they have guys like KCP, you know, they lost Bruce Brown. I mean, they got Bruce Brown, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They got Bruce Brown. They have KCP. They have these glue guys that kind of keep the team together. Jeff Green is out for a while, but Aaron Gordon's playing awesome. Um, then, you know, look, he, I heard somebody mutter it just now. The Warriors, man. I mean, I can't believe that they're doing this without Steph Curry. They're playing, and it's not that they're doing this against terrible teams. Yes, they play the Hawks. The Hawks are kind of a, a middle-of-the-pack team. But they beat the Blazers earlier in the week. They beat the Jazz. They beat all these teams that are probably going to be in the play-in playoff. And they're doing it pretty handily. Granted, it is at home, and I know Brandon brings this up all the time, is that they're awesome at home and terrible on the road. I'd like to see, you know, they have a seven-game homestand right now. They're just finishing up. So I'd like to see them do a little bit better on the road. But that team's formidable, man. I mean, Jordan Poole's kind of inefficient, but he's still that dynamic scorer. Blake Thompson scored 50, what did he score, 52 the other night? 55. Uh, 55. I mean, just like, you know, he scored 50. That's the clay that we wanted to see coming off of that Achilles injury and ACL injury. Um, and then I also, I still have the Pelicans just because the Pelicans, they're going to be missing Zion for the next three weeks. But that team, even without him, it's still, the depth is what's there. That They're what the Clippers thought they were. And I keep saying that, but they, they are. They're a younger Clippers team that, even CJ, you know, CJ McCollum, and I think CJ McCollum and, and Zion and Brandon Ingram have only played 10 games this season together, which is crazy. And there's still one game out of the one seed, or three seed, 10 games over 500. That's a really formidable team in the playoffs. So that's my, my three cream of the crop teams in the West. I mean, the Clippers, maybe right outside of that. Dallas, right outside of that. But for right now, those are my three.
3: My only concern with the Pelicans is that. Zion was becoming so they depending on him so much, which is probably why he got hurt there. But the mm-hmm. Memphis game, second night of a back to back, it felt like every offensive possession was just Zion battering ram inside. By the way, the most entertaining player in the sport right now, to me, like hands down. And over, then over John Morant, over over John Morant, and then the mm. uh, the night that he got hurt in Philly, it's the same thing, and he's doing it efficiently. He was like ten for twelve, yeah. and then he pulls his hamstring. I just want to see how that offense works with him and Ingram. But I really think that Zion is the most, probably the most unstoppable force in the NBA right now, even more than, maybe even more than Giannis and and Embiid and all those guys. I, I just don't think that there is a solution to him. You try to build the wall, he'll spin around it, he'll plow through it. No matter what you do, the only thing he's missing right now is a jumper. But yeah. he is. Right. I think people don't understand just what his ceiling is. I think he can go toe to toe with any player in the league in any seven-game series. I and agree. Give the Pelicans- That's why the
1: Pelicans have a chance to win it all. I mean, it might, yeah. they lack experience, but they could definitely. I mean, I wrote a whole article. Well, they on have this. CJ
4: for the experience too. So
1: yeah, and that CJ's helps. been playing better. I want. I just. It's so. You know,
3: we want. We're spoiled as NBA fans. We want to see Ingram and Zion on the court.
4: Let me ask a quick
3: question. Who do you guys, maybe this will sound a little bit ridiculous to say right now, but who do you guys think would play better in a seven game series against each other? The Joker or Zion? If it was Nuggets, Pelicans, Joker, we've already seen it. He, he, he doesn't, Jokic.
4: he doesn't get worse yeah, in the playoffs. He be gets better
3: in the playoffs. No, no, no,
1: no I
4: Jokic. really think there's a different level
3: to yeah, Zion, Zion that we is, haven't seen. The thing seen. is,
1: Jokic, one, the last time he had the Jamal Murray the and Michael Porter Jr. healthy. Hmm. The last time you had him healthy, they got to the West Finals, right? Yeah, Wasn't that the last time? Knock
3: on wood, but also I don't know if that'll... Especially with MPJ, because... I mean, MPJ
1: man. is 43% from three. He's he's a, just he's he's he just MPJ. means health-wise. Love MPJ. Yeah, well, we got I mean, w- women do love MPJ. He's, no, uh, he's it was quite, quite a handsome man. No,
2: he's Mizzou Mizzou. Oh, a Mizzou guy. Oh, and he's a
1: Mizzou guy, but he's also a handsome, a handsome young man who hits threes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. On and off the court. Uh, I'm paused. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. Relaxing, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, Grant. Let me ask you about the East because Donovan Mitchell just got a PED test for whatever reason. <laughs> Seventy-one, points, 71 points Give him a PED test. Um, but his true shooting percentage has been spectacular this series. Up to sixty-two percent. His PRA points per one hundred possessions very high for you know uh, the combo guard position in the NBA. I think he's in like the 80th percentile. I have to double check that. Maybe 75th. But, I mean, he's averaging over 30 points per game. Was this the best Mm -hmm. trade of the offseason, hands down?
5: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think the Cavs, I think that was a win-win trade, too. I mean, because, you know, the Cavs got Donovan Mitchell, and the Jazz got Laurie Markkinen and a bunch of picks, So and they're both doing pretty well. And Donovan Mitchell, there's always been questions about his defense. Even his defense has stepped up. I mean, that, that team has really elevated their defense, you know, elevated his defense, I should say, and his offense seems to be better than it's ever been either. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's always been that scorer that you know, he he had three levels of scoring. He scored from the perimeter, he scored from the mid range, and he could score inside. And you're seeing that in, in full effect right now. I mean, the guy is so dynamic. You know what I wanted to see coming into the season was Donovan Mitchell's defense, and he's improved that as well. That team is, is really is a real contender. It's not just a team that oh they're upstart. They had a good year last year. No, that is a contending team, and especially with the Bucks and the Celtics playing. Okay, basketball. I wouldn't say great basketball. That's another thing. The Celtics have not been playing good basketball. Neither have the Bucks. The Bucks have been kind of in and out, and that's you know mainly due to the fact that, that Chris Middleton's been in and out of the lineup. And for the Celtics, you know they've had games. You know they just lost to the Thunder by what thirty some points to give one hundred and fifty without SGA. So that opens the door for teams like the Cavs, like the the Sixers. You know, you know even the Heat. They got back together. They played the Clippers. I went to that game. They looked really good. I know their, their record is kind of average, but if you get Jimmy Butler into the playoffs, I will not, you know, go against him in, in a, a lot of matchups. So the East, you know, we say a lot of things about the West being wide open, but the East, there's a lot of competitive teams in there that can make that jump too. All you need is one run to get up in, in, into that top five. And, you know, like I said, with those two teams, the two top teams that we thought were going to be awesome, and they still are. They still have two of the best records in the league, but the Bucks themselves, it's kind of middling right now. It opens the door for teams like the like the Cavs, like the Sixers, like the Heat to, to make a run and get up there. So, um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of wide openness in the NBA right now.
1: Yeah, and Grant, let me ask you this, because there's there's a lot of speculation on Twitter um, between which performance was better. I don't think it's close, to be honest with you. I know it's hard to score 71 points, but 71 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds in overtime, or the 62 or 61, Luca had 20 rebounds and, you know, what, 12 assists. I think it's Luca hands down, but, I mean, a lot of people are having that argument on Twitter. What do you think?
5: Well, I think you got to do context, too. Like, both of these games went to overtime. Both of these players used a tap-in or some sort of something like that. It's kind of eerie how similar both games were. Um, But, you know, Donovan Mitchell's game, Anytime somebody scores over 70, I just got to give it to him. I mean, even if you go into overtime scoring, he scored almost half of their points. That's what's crazy to me is that he scored, they scored like 144 or something like that. He had 71 of the 144. Like that is unimaginable. Even if Lucas, you know, had 62, you know, he had 62, 21, whatever. But if you score over seventy points, I gotta give you the nod, you know, easily. And he, the way Donovan Mitchell did it, it was—it just looked so effortless. I and mean, then Luca does—you know—he plays effortless with basketball too. But Donovan Mitchell seventy-one just looked like he was just hooping at, at the park, just like having fun, having a good time, just hooping. You know, he was making almost everything. And you know, you also gotta put it in context too. Like Donovan Mitchell was playing the Bulls. You know, Luca was playing the Knicks. They're two East teams that are like, eh. But, you know, the Bulls' defense, I, I still give a kind of a nod to. Because they have Caruso, they have DeMar DeRozan, they have, you know, some guys that can defend. So, I'll give it to Donovan Mitchell. But, like, just like you said, like, we have guys scoring over 50 almost every night. Over 40 almost every night. I mean, Giannis scored 55 last night. And it was just like, oh, okay, it was another game. It's Quer- like everyone's high, scoring 40 or for 50 though. right now. Yeah, career high, 55. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is another game for him. And That's everyone's cool. scoring LeBron scoring 47 is crazy
1: right? on his birthday. All the narrative that's a career high for Giannis, really? Yeah,
4: 55. Yeah, I mean, uh, Giannis weird.
1: has been great, but also I don't think people realize. Um, you know, people on Twitter are like, Oh, he's the clear cut MVP. Absolutely not, he's nowhere close because his points per 100 percent shot attempts. Is like in the 50th percentile because he takes like 40 freaking shots a game, of course, and he he hasn't been as efficient this. year. I would year.
4: say he's worse defensively this year, and he's worse defensively. Yeah. He's also worse offensively. But he's bad, no, he's better scoring by by like surface oh, level. Not stats. efficiently, not efficiently. That's he's because worse. He's had, he's had more responsibility. Yes,
1: right? because Drew and Middleton have been out. Exactly. I agree. I yeah. think when they come back, he'll be better. I'm just right. saying this year, people are like, "Oh, bro," we're like getting numb to his greatness. Like, yeah, I think that's true, but it's also like the dude took 48 shots to get 40 points the other day. Mm. You Let's know what I'm saying?
3: Clarify one thing though. Who do you guys think is the best player in the NBA? Kayla, we'll start with you
2: right now.
4: Michael yeah. Porter jr. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually Kelly Obrey. <laughs> <No. Ja>. Kelly
3: <laughs> Jimmy G. You a <laughs> Obrey. Second to Think about
4: it. Ja. ja that's a sweet, that's pick. a hot take. That's a hot pick. Uh, uh, Yoke for me, bar none. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say none. That I'm is ridiculous say, it's No that's not that ridiculous is, He's it, the best Offensive player We've ever seen officially. He's the most Unguardable human being The NBA Did we seen.
3: forget What Giannis Just did to the Celtics Last year In the playoffs No. Congratulations Literally that's the, cool. one of the Most he incredible he want a performances I've want a ever seen cool, man. This man is Undoubtedly The best player in the No He's guardable Absolutely not Absolutely not Giannis is dominant He
1: doesn't have Like an extreme bag Jokic can kill you In like 40 ways Giannis just Gets to the rim, like I hate I to say Brand, it. I think I Brandon agrees with Giannis. me. I mean, I love, <laughs> they, I love Giannis too. I love Giannis, and you know, I we're love the I love player. that he's loyal to his wife. You know, loyalty <laughs> is hard to find Josh in the King NBA. Uh, yeah, that would have no, been cool. Josh no, no. would have been I What about I love SGA? Josh. I thought you were going to say SGA. He's too hurt. Mm. And I, I'll tell you this though, I think it's Nikola Jokic, Doncic is a close second, Giannis third. Okay,
3: Grant, please, please. I don't think
1: it's
4: particularly close. (laughs) Armand hates, (laughs) Armand like despises our takes every week. It's incredible. The
1: dude, Armand, the guy's no bad, bro. He's dominant. It's great, but he just really doesn't. He just gets to the
3: rim. Grant, what do you think? Grant, you better see. I'm going to go Luka one, uh,
5: Giannis two, Uh, Jokic three. Jokic three? Oh,
1: God. He just made me throw up in my mouth.
5: Jesus. It was great talking to you, Grant. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Hey. I'm sticking by my takes. I'm a realist. I'm going to tell it how it is. I think Luka's all-around game. I mean, you know, his defense isn't that great, but he can assist. He can rebound at that level. He just controls the game, and he brought that Mavs team that was, Really not that good. And now they're a four seed. That's kind of crazy. They haven't. They haven't played. It's him or Jokic, in
1: my opinion. Like they're one A, one B.
5: Right now, I I have Jokic,
1: and then Doncic, and then other days it's Doncic Jokic. You can go A to
4: Z. It's Jokic. He's the most unguardable player in the NBA. We were talking about best players, not best Mm. teams.
3: I I just, I'm, I'm actually. So who's two? Who's two? Because you say Giannis as well. It's Stephen Curry. What in the oh, actual, gosh. Gosh. And a, he a, just won though. the I'm championship and went crazy. I, this I don't in twenty twenty
4: one. It's twenty
5: twenty three. He's playing better
3: this year. That's all. Yeah, he,
5: he was having a better year than his twenty sixteen MVP year. This that's year, not I a game. bad, he's bad argument. about that he's, yeah. He's I just think really
3: the, dis, the disrespect to
1: Jokic is and crazy to me. We've never seen anything like it. We may never see it again.
2: All right. Well, Grant, thanks as always. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi Show saying stay safe and stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.